L-A-S. Hey there. Welcome to Sick and Tired. Just remember, we're not here to give you medical advice. Although I am in the healthcare profession, I'm a licensed massage therapist, but with my scope of practice, I can't diagnose and I can't prescribe anything. We're just here to kind of give you some advice. We're just going to share some stories or topics that will help you feel that you are not alone out there. We're also going to be discussing some body parts. <gasps> yeah, so if you're not comfortable hearing about your own vagina or prostate... Oh, don't use those words. Well, this might not be the podcast for you. Well, I'm okay with those words. So I guess this is the podcast for us. Yay! I'm Jason Alberti. And I'm Lindsay Prince. I am a dad of two boys, a comedy writer, and I love medieval literature. I'm the mom of two girls, a comedy writer, and I love TikTok. Hey, we've got a new podcast. And it's called What Do You Want to Talk About? We talk about everything from almond milk lattes to xenophobia. New episodes every Monday. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. What Do You Want to Talk About is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more information, you can visit laspodcastnetwork.com. Hey, Lindsay, did I tell you the story about Scarpe the Njalsson when he was in Iceland and he was dying because he was under this log on fire and he pulls out this molar and he whips it into Thurl Thurlson's eye? No, I don't understand most of what you just said. Oh. Oh, Jason, did I tell you that Billie Eilish got bangs? What's a Billie Eilish? L-A-S. Hey everyone, this is Amy with an A. And I'm Jenny with a Z. Welcome to our podcast, Sick Sick and and Tired. A podcast for people who are sick and tired of feeling sick and tired. This episode we're calling Sex, Drugs, and Pelvic Floors, Episode 3, The Force Awakens. This is not sponsored by anything that has to do with Lucas Films or anything like Luke Skywalker. Uh, Any sort of correlation to Han Solo is mistaken and you are crazy. Uh, Do not think that we are part of Disney. (laughs) Just so you know, all living creatures in Star Wars do have pelvic walls, even the Cantina Band. Yep. (laughs) Today we are going to quiz Alex on his pelvic wall and pelvic floor knowledge and see how well he navigates the female anatomy. Are you ready? And no, it's not a Sarlacc pit. That's right. This segment we like to call, Go Ask Alex, I Think He'll Know. That was beautiful. (laughs) Thank you. Um, So, has Alex heard or seen these? Now, Alex has not heard or seen these questions ahead of time and is encouraged to make up answers even if he doesn't know the real ones. Oh, really? Okay. Okay. I think I'm ready and I'm hopefully, hopefully not going to embarrass myself. Okay. So, Alex, first question. What is the pelvic floor. <laughs> it is the, um, it's like the inside of your skin <laughs> next to your genitals. Oh my gosh, oh. well, you're kind of close. Wow. So it's the group of muscles that support the bowels and bladder and hold everything up and in, and it's kind of shaped like a hammock. <laughs> Not in a nice way, though. Is not it, not in a nice way that you envision a hammock being. Yeah, yeah. Is that not exactly what I said? Exactly. Pretty close. Pretty, pretty close. Yeah. I mean, I'll give you $10,000 for that one. Okay. Woo. Yeah. I'll take it. Okay. Next question. Are the pelvic floor and the pelvic wall the same thing? No. Why or why not? 
Uh, because one's um, vertical and on the ground, and one's horizontal and on the side. Well, let's see what the answer is and see how close Alex is. The pelvic floor is part of the pelvic wall. The pelvic wall is shaped like a basketball and holds your core together. And the pelvic floor is the bottom part. So you were kind of close because you said you have a visual one on that was now? a wall and I, one was a floor. Yeah. See, your analogy is great, but I am literally just picturing a basketball inside of everybody. It's, it's literally okay. yeah. inside everybody. It's okay. Okay, so how, here's how an, big is it? It's the size of a basketball. What? Yes, yes. like an NBA yeah. size yes. basketball. Yes. Yeah. Wow. So think of people palming that. I'm just joking. Michael don't, Jordan. Don't get that. Don't get that visual. Don't be doing that, that to don't, people don't on the street. Yeah. That sounds don't painful. Be, yes. So here's another question: Where is your pelvic floor located? I think we kind of talked about it a little bit. I, I think I'm, like the same answer is number one, right? Like it's uh, it's it's in your um, it's over your pelvic bone. Because it's in the name, and <laughs> near again, the um, our our private area, right? I love, I love it's so discreet. You, you talk like you're a thirty year old. Yeah, come on. <laughs> they make me. Those words make me uncomfortable. Show us on the doll. That's why we do where this, Alex. Alex That's Point why we do this. on the doll. Where is it? Right there. <laughs> so between so you you're you basically you're correct, but we're looking for more specific. So between the tailbone. And the pubic bone. So oh. in your private area, yes. <laughs> okay. All right. I can absolutely picture where that is now. Thank okay. you. Last question, Alex. Oh, thank goodness. What organs does the pelvic floor support? <sighs> so you know where this basketball is. What organs would be in there? Your bladder. Mm-hmm. Ding. <gasps> wow. Um, your. What uh, else would be in that area? Uh, your um, liver. Not quite that far up. Shoot. But what kind of goes with the bladder? What uh, also... This is hurts. the most embarrassing thing ever. Uh, my knowledge of human anatomy is... I can't even say the word human anatomy. Yes. <laughs> um, okay, what else would be in there? It's... Um, Something you poop from. Your colon. Bowel. We'll Close. say your bowels. We'll your, say yeah. your bowels. Yeah. Yeah. Your butt? Your bowels, yes. Yeah. Is my butt? Yes. <laughs> yes. So also for females, you probably aren't thinking about this, your uterus. So, yeah. Oh. Okay, so Alex. Oh, I, duh. So I don't Alex, know why I didn't say that. So I apologize right now for my singing. But, but I already sang earlier, so I guess I can apologize again. So I oh, no. made up a song about a famous spot in the anatomy, and I want you to guess it. So I'll sing the clues to you, okay? Again, <sighs> okay. I apologize. I'm for... just being dragged through the mud this episode. <laughs> okay. okay. You tied me to the so back of a horse. Here we go. Here we go. Here I'm we go. being you dragged ready? along. You ready? Right. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. <clears throat> I hear there is a secret spot that people <laughs> love to find a lot, but you don't really know where it is, do ya? <laughs> no orgasm from the clitoris. It's inside vagina, but not the uterus. If found, it composes a G and a hallelujah. 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 Oh, man. So what was I singing about, Alex? Oh, I really don't want to, like, even guess it and say it wrong. because I you know afraid to say it, I Alex? am afraid to say it. I gave you a clue. I, I said, don't want to sound like a pervy weirdo say by it. saying this. Say it. 
That's what this podcast is for, to help you not sound like a pervy weirdo, make you comfortable. Say it. Say the words. G-spot. Correct. Ding, ding, ding. ding. God, I hate you so much. (laughs) Here's a follow-up question. Where is the G-spot? Does it exist? And have you ever found it? So just so you know, you don't have to answer that um, because that was a tease of the G-Spot. We're teasing the G-Spot for future episodes. Well, that was fun. I mean, I thought it was fun. I did too. Apparently Alex is... I loved how red Alex turned. That was the best. So he must be having fun. So again, we are Amy with an A. And I'm Jenny with a Z. And you are listening to Sick Sick and and Tired, tired. a podcast for people who are sick and tired of feeling sick sick and and tired. tired. We are part of the LAS podcast family, but you can listen to our podcast anywhere you get your podcasts. And by the way, if you want, go ahead and leave us a five-star review. Yeah, I'm going to say five-star review on Apple Podcasts because this is one of the best podcasts in the world. I mean, I'm not biased or anything. I agree. I agree. So I'm sure by now um, you've listened to episodes one and two, which are the origin stories of Amy. Amy with an A (laughs) and Jenny with a Z and why we wanted to start our podcast. Um, So please refer back to those episodes often as we will, because a lot of times our stories will go back to those. So as a continuation of that story, I'd like to talk about when I found the person who finally helped me. So after like a year and a half of hell um, and dealing with the pain of my pelvic wall and pelvic floor, I found this wonderful woman named Jenny Herting, which is funny that her she is a physical therapist and her last name is Herting. But she doesn't hurt. She doesn't hurt you. Well, she doesn't intentionally hurt you. It just sometimes you're in pain in that area. So she does things to try and relieve that. But also I did find out that sometimes um, sometimes you would awake a sleeping dragon. Like she would do some manipulations on me and then all of a sudden I'd be in more pain than I ever was. But it was because... She would wake the sleeping dragon. But um, so I'm, I'm getting ahead of the story. So after I had gone through all of my hell of trying to figure out, A, what was going on with me, and B, why was this happening to me, right? Um, I went to this, went to this urologist because they thought maybe I had uh, cystitis. And so... Um, she came up with this idea. She goes, it kind of sounds like this pelvic floor issue. And what we do is we find you a mas- uh, a, a, a physical therapist, sorry, a physical therapist that will massage you basically inside and out and um, can relieve the pain for you. And I was like, oh, my God, you just sound like a crazy person. I feel like I've been poked and prodded and tested on. And at this point, I'm so pissed off at anybody Uh, coming up with these weird, crazy ideas. And I was like, you're crazy. I'm going home. So we went home and then I looked it up and then I was like, oh my gosh, I think she's right. I think this is what's going on with me. And just, just having a name for it, it was almost like the heavens opened up. I was like, oh, I'm not joking. It was, uh, it, it, it was like, that was the aha moment. And then just having a name and an, and a possible action plan, um, really helped. So, I didn't want to drive to Iowa City all the time in pain like this. And she was at the University of Iowa Hospital Clinics. And so I decided to research and see if there was anybody in the Cedar Rapids area. So there was two physical therapists in this area that 
that specialize in this because this isn't only two. <laughs> yeah, it, there's only two. And luckily there are at least two in this area, but um, this is a kind of a specialty. Obviously, most people that mm-hmm. go to physical therapy school do not say, hey, I'm going to massage the pelvic ball, right? So, um, so I went to a initial visit with Jenny Herting, and I went to initial visit with this other gal that actually my insurance would have paid for more because she was in our network. But when I met Jenny Herting, I just knew. I just knew she was the person that was going to help me because she had a plan. Uh, she also dealt with this this issue herself which helps which helps so she completely understood which is why she specialized in this and then um when she told me about the modalities and the treatment she was going to do and that her whole goal was to get me so that I could treat it myself if I ever had issues I was like this is this is the lady this is the, the one. goal the, the the goal being as it should always be the goal I think of any practitioner no matter what you're practicing is to get the patient well yeah. Or to at least manage their mm-hmm. pain. Manageable. You know, so every, just so everyone knows that I might have shared this in my story, I did see Jenny hurting myself. I mm-hmm. went through probably two months um, therapy with her myself, and mm-hmm. I found her to be extremely gentle, extremely patient. Um, her so bedside manner, yeah, so, so knowledgeable. knowledgeable. And her bedside manner was just absolutely angelic. Um, yeah, it amazing. was wonderful. It was calming, and it's exactly what you need when you're going mm-hmm. through chronic pain. Mm-hmm. So for you to go through chronic pain, and, and everyone just try to think about that. If you're an individual who is going through chronic pain yourself, you know and understand that what Jenny's talking about, being in chronic pain for over a year and a half, that's a long yeah. time. Yeah. Like, I mean, and we're, we're talking the amount of pain. I have the ability to handle a lot of mm-hmm. pain. And in fact, my doctor... One of the times when he could tell I was really bad, and he said, on a scale of 1 to 10, where's your pain level? And I said, uh, probably about a 5, and he goes, I can see on your face it's That's an more. 8. But he said, I think because you're somebody that can handle a high level of pain, for you it's a 5. But he said, it's it, he goes, I could tell it's bad. But I would be so doubled over that I couldn't get out of bed sometimes, mm-hmm. um, which ironically is worse for it because if you don't move – you're and the adding one, to it. Yeah, you're yeah. adding to it. And so, and the one thing that sucks is trying to move when you feel like crap, mm-hmm. like you feel like you're doubled over. Um, but that was part of it. I would lay in bed and it would just get worse upon worse upon worse upon worse. I found out diet made a difference. So one of the things that I will talk about in a future episode is, in the next episode actually, is the tools in my toolbox that I've that I've found and I'm sure Amy has some too um, that we've found that works for us and we're not saying that we're like the experts this is what you do but this is what's worked for us everybody is different and everybody's going to have different tools in their toolbox yeah but what I love is that I do have tools in my toolbox that when I feel a flare-up coming um, that I know I can do myself so I'm not like oh my gosh I'm I can't get into Jenny hurting for like months right so um I can I can take control of it myself but before that I had to see her pretty regularly I think at first when I was seeing her at first I think I was seeing her like twice a week or at least once a week right so um so so anyway like I said it was she was like a miracle worker like I said she massages she does different modalities and manipulations inside and out um 
so yes, she's all up in your business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's <laughs> because wild. especially when we, I mean, we did jokes about about the trivia of the pelvic wall and the pelvic floor, but that was to also get some knowledge for you. It is literally, you know, it's it's your private areas, um, men and women. Both have pelvic floors. I have suggested her, recommended her to men as well as women. Um, and they have gone in and she's literally been all up in their business too. So, um, you know, that's, it's, she's very personal. But like I said, um, she is constantly also learning all the time too. So what I appreciate about her is that she'll be like, let's try this. I just learned that like even something as simple as like breathing and the way that you deep breathe through your mouth, uh, like sucking it in like a straw, it directly connects to your pelvis. And so that can be enough to calm those muscles down. So my issue is uh, when you have pelvic floor dysfunction, it can be, it can manifest in a couple different ways because they say one in four people have this. And so that's a lot of people. If you think about it, if every one in four peoples have this, it can be uh, women that are incontinent, men and women, right? Um, Or it can be the other extreme, which is mine, where I am like super tight, like everything is super tight. Um, And I kind of blame my mom a little bit on that because she would always be like, suck it in, suck everything in, suck it in and always stand, sit upright or stand upright. Or, and so then I have a hard time relaxing that area because I feel like I'm doing something wrong. Like if I do that. And so Jenny worked with me a lot to release that area. In fact, I'm more of a visual learner, so I couldn't tell if I was relaxing it. Um, and so she had this computer that she, she, she has like a sensor that she sticks on you down there and it senses like if that muscle is tense or relaxed. So I could see on the screen if what I was doing was relaxing it. Um, so that helped me because otherwise I was like, I can't tell. And I feel like if I'm just kind of, just, I feel like I'm just pushing instead of like relaxing it. Right. So, um, so anyway, so that was my story to continue, um, about Jenny hurting. And like I said, next time we'll talk about kind of the tools that in the toolboxes, as I like to call it, yeah. that she kind of taught us. So, yeah. Yeah. And just remember everybody, uh, something that I like to disclose to medical uh, practitioners or health professionals, just want you to remember that every person is different. Our bodies are designed differently. That's what makes us uh, unique and beautiful. Um, but I feel like sometimes textbook gets in the way. Mm-hmm. And I've had to say to a number of physicians throughout the years, okay, I don't do things normally. My body just doesn't do things normally. Same. And, you know, I'm not your typical textbook example that you might have learned in class, you know, 10 or 20 years ago. So, you know, please evaluate me, uh, you know, just think a little bit out of the box, mm-hmm. if you will. And it, it the same is recognizing within ourselves that our bodies are different and we're going to react to different things. And you, you talk about waking the sleeping dragon. Just remember any kind of health situation I think that you're going through, you're going to go through the worst before you see the best. And I think that's For just sure. part of the way our bodies work, and it's frustrating. Yeah. But if we know that ahead of time, and if we have that knowledge as patients, mm-hmm. then I think we can navigate it, navigate through it just a little bit better emotionally too. I agree. And so ironically, when I started with Jenny, she was probably pretty new uh, 
doing this. She was in another location. It was a little easier to get into her. Now I think it the word has gotten out there, so it's really hard to get into her um, because she's one of the few people that does what she does, and she's so good at what she does. So just so you know, like I said, we in this area, that's who we recommend if you're having issues of any kind with, with uh, your pelvic area. Um, she's the person, but it might be a while to get into her, just so you know. Mm-hmm. So, okay. All right. Well, this has been Sick and Tired with Amy with an A. And Jenny with a Z. We're going to take a short break for our sponsor. Now, this is normally where we would promote our sponsors. So if you're interested in becoming a sponsor, this is where we would talk about your business or your products. So keep that in mind. If you're interested, please reach out. Let us know. (laughs) Hello, everybody. My name is James. And I am Sarah. And and we we are are full of BS. BS. Which is why we're starting a new podcast called A Load of BS. We probably want to tell them what BS is, though, James. What do you mean? Well, we Everybody tell knows them, what BS is. No, we got to tell them what BS means. It's brand strategy. Everybody knows that. I mean, it could potentially mean something else. Like what? Boat snack? <laughs> Bucket sauce? I, I, don't, I don't know. It's brand, everybody knows it's brand strategy. That's what, that's that's, what I heard on the I, streets. I guess. Okay, well, now you know. You can be full of brand strategy, too. So if you want to be full of BS, too, I would recommend checking out our podcast, which will be coming out every second and fourth Wednesday of the month. Produced by the LAS Podcast Network right here in Cedar Rapids. For more information, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com. For bonus episodes of this show, ad-free versions of LAS Podcasts, and many other exclusive benefits, all while supporting local creators and businesses, consider subscribing to LAS Plus for just $10 a month. To learn more and get started, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com. We all can be full of BS together. Come join us. I've been told that I'm full of BS a lot. It's true. I stand by that. <laughs> that's from moana remember oh. and he's like holds the chicken up he's like boat snack <laughs> l-a-s hey i'm logan hey i'm logan you're supposed to say that you're tim don't tell me what to do you're not my real dad <laughs> <laughs> we're the hosts of a brand new podcast called from one dad to another Each week we tackle a new topic, interview local professionals, and attempt to decode modern parenthood one dad joke at a time. So make sure to join us every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. From One Dad to Another is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more on our independent podcast network, visit laspodcastnetwork.com. And if you want to support the show and get some bonus content, behind-the-scenes looks, and even get the show ad-free, you can become a member of our Patreon over at patreon.com slash LASpodcastnetwork. And if you don't, I I won't be mad, but I will be disappointed. (laughs) Oh, and one last thing. You're doing great, and I'm proud of you. L-A-S. And we are back. Welcome back, everybody. This is Amy with an A. And Jenny with a Z. And this is Sick Sick and Tired, the podcast for people who are sick and tired of feeling sick Sick and and tired. tired. Isn't that right, Alex? Oh, I don't know. I'm just so sick and tired. (laughs) (laughs) But you're not sick and tired of our podcast, right, Alex? (laughs) Of course not. No, I will never get sick and tired of your podcast. Thank God. No matter how sick and tired I feel of everything else. (laughs) (laughs) So our last segment today we are calling Fuck That Noise, where we talk about things that either piss us off or we are sick of dealing with.
So the first thing we want to talk about, we're going to we're going to be talking about this quite frequently in this podcast <laughs> uh, because there's just so much. Um, so have you ever been told that you just need to make an appointment with your front desk and you should be able to get right in, right, and then call them and they tell you the soonest appointment will be three months from now? Three months? Yeah. What? And so it seems like you're crawling across broken glass and acid would be a much easier task than talking to this condescending gatekeeper of the doctor's precious schedule. You shall not pass. That was a good, that was a good impression. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but the, you know, I mean, that's what it feels like, right? I've yeah. been through it a million times. You've been through it a million times. Mm-hmm. Everybody has been through this a million times. So yeah. I just want to ask, what is, what, what am I missing? What is the protocol um, of the front desk yeah. that we need to, can I see that in writing? Can I see where yeah. it says, you tell me, yeah, we can get you in right away. Only I can't get you in until three months from now, but, yeah. but I can do what I did, uh, a couple of months ago and I can call patient advocacy and I can say, look, this has gone on long enough. I'm yeah. not waiting any longer. I'm not going through what I'm going through another month. Can we push this? And well, look at that. Two yeah. days later, I have an appointment. Isn't that crazy? One week from yeah. then. Yeah. So I just want to know. I mean, okay. And I'm not trying to. Uh, I'm not trying to harp on anybody working the front desk at a hospital or anything like that. Like it's an important job. It's mm-hmm. not a job that I want. I can't mm-hmm. imagine how. Crazy and hairy and frustrating and uh, all of that has to be. Um, but I just want to know, what is the protocol that I they know. have to follow? Yeah, because obviously, because the doctor will be like, oh, if you have a problem, just call in yeah, and they should call. be able to get you right in. Like, it's no big deal. And then obviously they do the three-month thing. And then you'll call your general practitioner and then they'll call in and magically they have an appointment for you the next day. How did a, an appointment magically, like, why yeah. could, Why did they tell us? What is the difference? That's so what I'm where, trying to is, So is it a communication gap? Is it just that the front desk people only know what their protocol is or their standard operating procedure, mm-hmm. and that's not communicated to the physicians, or the physicians not communicating the fact that they can get this patient in sooner? No. What's going on here? So from a patient perspective, and that's what a lot of this podcast is about, please remember that. We're not harping on any kind of, yeah. you know, medical community at all. Uh, what we're asking is to kind of step back and and kind of analyze these important questions like from a patient perspective. Yeah. Here's what I'm seeing. Here's what I'm hearing. You know, how can we make the front desk job easier? Yeah. But okay. What happens is then as the patient, I have to make a million phone calls yeah. on so. my end in order to get to appointment number one. Yeah. So by the time I get to appointment number five, I'm exhausted. Oh, yeah, for sure. So that's why we're calling this one Fuck, Fuck That, that noise. noise. So recently um, I found out that my insurance, uh, my insurance is Blue Cross Blue Shield out of Massachusetts, and I live in Iowa, uh, but that's just how my husband's insurance is. So, um, and I'm not dissing on them because they made a policy, but they just didn't tell me. Uh, But I found out that my insurance uh, company stopped covering my telehealth visits. So I was doing telehealth um, therapy. So uh, because of COVID and all the stuff and all the depression that's happened over the past year and a half, um, it's been very important for me to do telehealth therapy. Mm -hmm. And 
I was under the understanding that all of it was covered through the COVID. Uh, of course. Yes, because most of them are. At least through September, it was supposed to be, right? And then I know some of them got extended through January. So I assumed that mine was the same. And so obviously your appointments, that when they start filing with insurance, it takes like 30 to 60 days for it to come back to you and tell you whether it went through, right? Mm -hmm. So now the ones from July are starting to come through and magically suddenly those are not covered. And I was like, what is the difference? So I call my insurance company and I find out that starting on July 1st, they stopped covering them because they made a blank policy that they were like, well, we're not covering telehealth anymore unless it's completely related to COVID, which means you have to have COVID. Not that I'm discussing COVID issues, not that I'm discussing um, how I'm depressed because I can't get a job now because of COVID or that, you know, I haven't seen my family because of COVID, right? So even though technically a lot of the stuff I'm talking to them about is COVID related, they can't code it with a COVID diagnosis because They want it to be that you have COVID, which I think is funnier because so if you had COVID, you'd have to do a telehealth because you couldn't go in. Right. Mm -hmm. Is what they're saying. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, so I'm trying to keep from getting COVID, which is why I'm not going into places because with this crazy Delta variant. Um, So I just think that's kind of uh, I'm trying to like not get COVID, which would end up costing them more money with all the, you know, if I get long COVID or whatever. So I would think I'm helping them. But anyway, so, of course, they didn't tell me that that policy no, had changed. Not. How did you July find this f- out? You yeah, did it. I didn't. So then now it's September. So all these appointments that I've racked up that I found out now are not being covered. I all of a sudden owe mm-hmm. like a ton of money. So I had to obviously stop <laughs> my telehealth because I can't. Um, I am working it out with my therapy uh, office. And they're going to try and figure out a way to kind of help me so that I can continue um, doing therapy because obviously I still need therapy because now I need to do therapy about that. About that, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, you know, let's just just pile it all on. And so, so a couple of things I have to say about that. Number one, uh, going back to the July 1st date, mm-hmm. when were you supposed to find that out? Yeah, okay, that's what right? I'm saying. So this, th- these huge health insurance companies, which, mm-hmm. by the way, everybody, we're going to get to a health insurance segment one of these days, and it's going to be a doozy, because mm-hmm. I think we could talk about that for a whole week. But uh, when were you going to find that out? I mean, do we? It, we've got millions of people out there right now that are dealing with the after effects, not only physically of COVID, but mentally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This pandemic has yeah. taken a toll on everyone's mental, yeah, emotional for sure. health. For sure. And so the other thing I have to say to that is, welcome to America. Yeah. yeah. We don't, folk, I could talk all day on living in America with this health insurance problem yeah, that we for have. Sure. And also being in a country that chooses not to really focus that much on mental health, mental uh, disabilities, emotional health, all of it. We still are having a hard time talking about it, let alone oh, yeah. finding the right kind of therapy. Oh, yeah. It. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, this is a this is a, going to be a long-term problem. I'm sure yeah. that there's thousands of people like you, Jenny, that are... are dealing with the same problem yeah, let's for sure h- how can we fix that find yeah. find a way to help these people get the help that they need and deserve this should not be a problem yeah that's what i'm saying so that's why we're calling this one a fuck, fuck that, that noise. noise so both um the two topics we talked about today those will be future episodes too that we'll kind of delve into a little bit deeper so okay 
right. Well, this has been Amy with an A. And Jenny with a Z. And you've been listening to Sick Sick and and Tired, a podcast for people who are sick and tired of feeling sick Sick and and tired. Listen to our next episode, which will be a continuation of Sex, Drugs, and Pelvic Floors, Episode 4, A New Hope. Thanks for that disclaimer. Oh, right. Uh, This is not affiliated by (laughs) George Lucas or Mickey Mouse or uh, Chewbacca. No Ewoks were harmed in this podcast. (laughs) The LAS Podcast Network is an independent network of local creators based in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com. LAS.